this episode of the Third Gallon Podcast. Audience, make sure you turn up the volume real quick. Oh! Ah! Oh. Micah's angels head into Hellside to find the mysterious Shomalizerius. You had found out some important information from uh, Glaz, the leader of the Powder Keg Punks. You found out that he had been working for some sort of shady person called Shoma Lyserius. You were able to get his like address, basically. You went back to the Barrel and Bullet Saloon, but not before spending like two hours trying to open... <sighs> A stupid Snake door. Pit. I know what you're talking about. But a terrifying being has stopped them in their tracks. Uh, however, on your way down to Hellside, as you're going down, Chester had a tickle in his mind <laughs> whenever he started thinking about Shoma Lyserius. And notice this hooded figure uh, with like no face, but sort of like an ender pearl, mm-hmm. like wrapped in teeth where a face and head should be. Shoma. And you heard a whisper in your head, Shoma. And it's making a beeline towards them. All right, do we run? Do we fight? Do we run? Do we fight? We run. This thing looks terrifying. Let's go! It's time to get away from that thing. We're going to run. Why don't we transition to a little thing (gasps) I like to call... Chase! The chase mechanics. Oh, I love chase mechanics. Now... something that I've seen a lot in very popular TTRPGs, uh, like shows, that I think we need to discuss, because I hope that we will be better than them. Yes. Uh, which is... Of course. Because we want to win. Yes, win. which is facing character deaths. Yes. Uh, I think that it's very important to have a character that dies, either stay dead, or face a, a resurrection within the rule set of the system. Oh, I thought Jacob was I staring thought, hard. I thought you were about to say it's very important to have a character death stay dead. And I was just. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes. So, <laughs> so the reason that I was getting that look is because my character Brick has died. Brick was so known frequently. for dying. So In fact, <laughs> dying was a solution for them more oh often than not. Goodness. Like, like Brick just viewed dying like, oh look, new body who dis. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. That was part of the character that they were so unfazed by death because they were an elf. They were the oldest member of the party and they had seen a whole lot of death. And in their backstory, had already died like a dozen times. Yep. Yeah. So it was literally a part of the character. Backstories. I. <laughs> yes. Yes. Uh, whenever a player does not fear death, it it makes the game seem shallow. Need, totally. You need skin in the game. Mm-hmm. Don't rub and, your arm, Jacob. And don't pinch. Don't pinch. Oh my god, you left a red spot and a white spot. What the fuck, my dude? Drink some water. Uh, (laughs) In a lot of games, death is often viewed as not permanent. That's fine, so long as people are willing to pay the requisite toll. I have seen a little bit too much recently. God's being utilized. Oh yeah. Uh, I do want to say... uh, Jacob, I see your finger coming up. Hold on, in your mouth opening. Just one moment. Uh, And I think that God's being used at one point in time. If it's like talked about with the player character, if this is a planned thing, that's fine. Uh, But but making it so that a player does not need to fear death, making it so that quite obviously this character is special in the universe by bringing them back constantly. I don't know. It cheapens it. If you are going to be playing a role, I feel like your character should be afraid of death. Yeah. Either that or they should be burdened by the fact that they, that they cannot fucking die. Yeah. Yes. Agreed. That's my personal opinion. Let your characters die. Let them come back if they can afford it. Talk with your players about that and let it mean something. Don't cheapen someone's death. Yeah, I agree. Because like um, we, we were talking about this and I get it. 
with the whole like God's thing being used because mm-hmm. what I basically said is everyone in their home or not everyone, but speaking broadly in an overgeneralization terms, everyone ends up doing homebrew sometime early in their tabletop career. And everyone <laughs> yeah. at some point in time in their homebrew stage will go through the chosen ones of the gods path. <laughs> yeah. It's, which is fine, which is fun. So long as you're able to handle it. Right. It just feels inevitable. And the, I, the best take on that is not the chosen one, but a, a. chosen one, which right. means you can still die. <laughs> yeah. But like you get one. And I used to be of a completely, <laughs> I used to be of a completely different school of thought to this. Um, because I also was really character focused and didn't want death to happen super easily <laughs> in my early homebrew game. I didn't, we weren't going the route of making you like God chosen ones in that one, thankfully, but I mean, you, in, in your early homebrew, you actually went out of your way to make it so that we could not, uh, be resurrected. Yeah. yeah. But the, you the, said specifically part of the world was you die, you're dead. Not very hard. It was possible, but it was so rare. And it was like, part of Jacob's character. Yeah. Um, but like, I also really didn't try to kill player characters in that yeah. game. I specifically kind of avoided it. Um, yeah. But I've really had my opinion changed over the years. And uh, you talked about content creators and, and the TTRPG space kind of being shy about yeah, doing little, death. a little gun shy. Um, one of the things that changed me to that and also kind of made it, besides it happening in my games, but also like changed my opinion of it is a, a show, a really network of content that's inspired a lot of us Yeah, is Glass Cannon because mm-hmm. they had a lot of character death. Arguably, you know, you can have too much because it can kind of muddy the waters a little bit. But that's up to yeah. the game. It's up to the game. But like they had it and I've realized like it makes things feel very weighty now it doesn't need need to necessarily change the tone of your adventure to be like um too serious or whatnot, but it makes like there's loss. Like people lose something mm-hmm. when they lose a character. So you're afraid of it. So you kind of change your roleplay behavior versus especially we all get guilty of at high levels whenever resurrection stuff is easier. That's just like you start viewing it as a, a time and gold expense. Yeah. yeah. Um, but having loss be part of the game. Uh, makes it so there's stakes and it makes it more thrilling. Mm-hmm. Let's take a moment to shout out the most recent character death in a oh campaign that both Jacob and I are in and uh, that Derek is running. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, I heard fan. this out of context. Yes. Boy, oh. I knew oh, something man. was going down. So Blue Fang basically exploded into dust, got Thanos snapped, just it, we were, yeah, out we were, of nowhere died and with no possibility of being brought back. And that was very humbling yeah and it was very morose it was so sad because it was not anticipated it was not telegraphed in any like way that we could see it coming it just happened and it was done and it was permanent for context we were playing forbidden lands with some people from the albert inn uh just kind of a home game we used to train them on mm-hmm. 1e people who hadn't played before and we kind of kept the time slot to play some forbidden lands because yeah i love forbidden lands for 300! Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, and so we, they were exploring like this kind of abandoned haunted site. And I, I, the, what I had rolled was there's a fear attack. And so they were exploring it and it happened once they got hit with the fear. Some people lost some wits, you know, that's like a mm-hmm. ability score you have in that game and started leaving. And so people, everyone had taken a little bit of wits damage and there was like one building you hadn't explored yet. Yeah. And it was just like, do we want to risk it? And I think everyone kind of understood we, if you go there, yeah. there's going to be another fear attack and you might get broken. And when you get broken, go to zero or whatever, you don't necessarily die, but you get a, for a like, um, for wits, it's like a horror trauma thing. Yep. There's like a problem that arises. Yeah. So I roll on a table and most likely it's some, pseudo innocuous thing that kind of affects your role play and maybe affects you mechanically like your and character usually it's temporary yeah your character drow became like morose it, and sullen it became sullen yeah and i took uh empathy damage i believe yeah and minus one on any empathy check you roll yeah and jacob's character got drunkard which yep. means you like started using had to have alcohol every day yep. or else you would yeah. take penalties or whatever um but uh, Michael Howe, uh, shout out to Michael Howe because he's Glorious such a trooper. Artist. Uh, yeah, he was playing with us and his character, I, you roll on a table, but there's always like the small chance that you could like get something lethal. Every or, table has a 
one or two and thirty six chance. Yeah, yeah of to just, just death. straight up kill you. Yeah, and I've never on any of the tables for physical injuries or, or like mental injuries rolled something that just kills you instantly. And I rolled it, and this is like their second or third forbidden land session, and he just died. And like there was a monster that turned people basically to dust. And that was what yeah. I was basing the fear thing off of. It was a haunt. And so he just Oof. got poofed to dust and everyone else that was around him got traumatized and they all left. And it's just the tone of that group went from fun, explore the forbidden lands to, uh Oh, yeah. Uh-oh. yeah. <laughs> I'm sure it did. Jacob, uh, cause I rolled it. I rolled, I rolled the, the sullen, the drunkard, and then 66, which is you have a heart attack and die. Yep. Um, Hey, everybody out there, if you're looking to support Michael Howe through this very traumatic time, (laughs) you can visit michaelhowearts.com. That is M-I-C-H-A-E-L-H-O-W-E. A-R-T-S dot com. Hey, and you he know was what? such a trooper. He took give, it. Give us an F in chat for Blue Fang. Give F in chat for Blue Fang. in chat for Blue Fang. Wasn't it the only character that had art too? That was yep. the only character. <laughs> he had drawn and his own Unfortunately, art. I'm so oh. sorry. Oh. That character was doomed oh. to die. Yeah. And also it I heard was, Jacob just going off and I went upstairs like, <laughs> what is going on? Yeah. Jacob, as soon as he saw 66, he's like, uh-oh. And then like, he read the thing and he started going, uh-oh, uh-oh, uh-oh. uh-oh. Yes, that's uh-oh. what I heard. Yeah. <laughs> I heard the repeated uh-oh, and it got worse each time, so I uh-huh. went upstairs. Oh, and, and the neighbors felt, heard repeated uh-oh. Whenever oh, I've, they mentioned it? No, 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 but I mean, like, as loud as Jacob was, uh, okay. I guarantee you the neighbors heard uh-oh, uh-oh, uh-oh. Whenever I've killed player characters before, it's always been in combat, and I've always seen it coming from at least a round, if not multiple rounds away, or even, like, before the fight, like, knowing, oh, this could kill someone. So... There's usually some level of me preparing for it. There was none. There's just, it happened, which is part for the course for that game, which was one of the things I I like about it. Um, Mm -hmm. But I felt so awful. And also, like, I think Michael said it was the first time he's had a character, like, die, die in a campaign. Mm -hmm. I was like, oh, oh, no. (laughs) But I also want to say something about this particular death. Oftentimes in, like, D&D, uh, whenever a character death happens, it's because this is like they're taking a last stand, either that or they were they they failed a save or something. It was something you could see happening, something that you had an option to like fight. This was a usually based off a decision that you as the player made. And while Michael Howe did choose to keep Blue Fang in there, this was like You didn't fail a roll. This was insta death. Yeah. yeah. And it there is no way to paint this heroically there is no glory to this it was just this man atomized in front of us and we, we ran and, you ran. and ran <laughs> yeah and you ran because you had to yes um yeah it's it was it's awful but it's also like it make it made everyone kind of come together a little bit um and it'll change how we plan our future characters yeah yeah we used a system from a hack of pathfinder 2e or a, uh, a thing from a pathfinder 2e hack what's this hope it's Finder, a, right? yeah it's a there's a, a hack for 2e made by jason bullman um who's really big in paizo it, yeah he's like, like one of the lead, lead designers, designers yeah. of the thing yeah but uh, he made a hack called hope finder which is a zombie apocalypse in modern day and uh, one of the mechanics that he put into it, which I like a whole lot, is um, when a character dies, you find a way to like yeah. you either grab their backpack or sack when you ran or you search their body if it's still there and whatnot. And it gives the the player who lost a character a chance to have kind of a final goodbye. You look at mementos and be a great place in you know in hindsight Mm -hmm. to put a letter to the group or something to be delivered to someone and um, it's a very good mechanic to avoid the problem of a quote-unquote meaningless death because sometimes when you're playing dungeons and dragons or pathfinder or forbidden lands you die fighting three goblins <laughs> not fighting a boss or you're a level one not, character yeah. and you trip on your way out of the tavern and die yeah or like some not every death feels you know important in these games and that's okay too but this gives you a chance to make it kind of mean something in hindsight it's a very cool mechanic yeah, yeah. but it also i imagine would be very helpful for the player 
like you can get quite attached to a character you've built. It lets yeah. you have mm-hmm. a final chance to say goodbye. Um, and oftentimes other characters will carry that memento with them. For instance, Blue Fang's Blue Fang, which we never, we will never know now yeah. that this was a trinket given to him by his father. Uh, that Fang is currently in the possession of <laughs> of your character of Princess Callie D. Chicken Fries. Yeah, <laughs> yep. the Wolfkin, oh. <laughs> the Wolfkin Princess of the Burger Kingdom. <laughs> yep. Oh man. Yeah, but uh, so much seriousness until you had to say the name. But it was cool because we we didn't get a real chance to like send him off, but we were Chicken able to. Chicken Fries's father named her after the most beautiful thing in God. his life. <laughs> We were able to mourn Blue Fang more appropriately <laughs> because we found these mementos. I love that yes. little thing. Now, in Hope Finder, it has like a mechanical impact. Obviously, for us, it's more of a role play tool. But yes. But it's, it's, it's role play. Mm-hmm. But don't you, you get like hope, which is oh, a do, thing. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, which is really neat. Um, mm-hmm. Kat, Jacob, me, and Trout have been talking a lot about character death. How do y'all feel about it? Do you feel like it's an important thing for uh, people to stay dead? And you got it when whenever I've listened to a podcast. Okay, let's take a look at GCP mm-hmm. Glass Cannon podcasts. They've had fights that last for three episodes, and sometimes those episodes even go long. That's hours of fight right there. Yeah, and if I knew without a doubt one of them would they would all survive or then it wouldn't be as fun to listen to. Yeah. But listening to them struggle, find ways to survive, and being creative, that makes mm-hmm. three episodes of the same combat. Of the same tension. Worth listening to, because you know someone could die. But if someone couldn't die, it's just not there. No, I agree. Yeah. I want to discuss the most meaningful death that I have witnessed. Uh or I guess the most impactful, and that would be uh, one of my character deaths. Oh, I know what this one is. <laughs> yes. This was in um, Rise of the Rune Lords. Oh, and yeah. my character got good graced, good grossed. Mm-hmm. But the problem with that is like that involves heavy spoilers for that. Uh, mm-hmm. We don't have adventure. to say why. That's why I'm trying to be yeah. as vague as I can be. But in one moment, they were having a discussion. The next moment, they were paralyzed. And then the round after that, they had their throat slit. And they were gone. I, it, coup de grace is a thing in a lot of games. And I, as a GM, whenever someone gets knocked down, unconscious, dying, whatever the thing is in that game, I typically don't go after them unless I have a very specific reason to. And this NPC had a very specific reason that they would want Noom to die. Yep. I killed the hell out of Noom. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I'll say that happened, and that also encouraged our party to get to the next part of the adventure much quicker than they probably would have originally. Yeah, it was it was a meaningful death because it hurt the party. But like, if you didn't, even emotionally, this was some parties get together and they're we're on a party. Our party had become attached to each other. Yeah, uh, they were a little family, and so they were hurt. And that also was used to move them to the next part of the adventure. Because if you mm-hmm. didn't get to that city... You Within were, a certain time, yeah. there was no bringing them back. Because in Pathfinder 1E, Raise Dead isn't a super high-level spell. And in the city you were in, the city had a stat block. And like there was a temple to the... You were playing a cleric. There was a temple to the god that you worship that you had been to before, Good I think. Good old spellcasting services. And there was a named NPC there of a high enough level to cast it. So it was like it was on the table... But the gotcha to raise dead is you have a time limit. Yeah. Mm-hmm, and your time mm-hmm. limit was really close to how long it took to get there. Yeah. So it adds some nice tension. And like, yes, the character did come back, but everyone felt the stakes. Yeah, you we know? had uh-huh. to work for it. And they were changed because of it. Yeah. Uh, there's a big show that I don't know if anyone's heard of called Critical Role that I listen oh, to. Oh, how esoteric. <laughs> I think I'm the only one at this table that currently actively listens. Yeah. I listen to a lot of actual play content. I listen to the Duck Thulu one. Oh, shut up. <laughs> but they recently had a character death. I will not spoil it, but it was the single best thing that happened Didn't in their they current have a campaign. Few? Uh, it's complicated. They had one. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, I get it. Yes, but actually no, uh, is the best way I can describe that without spoiling Yeah, but it, it didn't stick. Sort of. But they, they had one character die and it was like, you know how in some parties they have that one character that's just kind of the glue that holds everyone together. Oh. It was that, that character that died. Fun. And that so, was but what it the did, same thing that happened with Noom. 
It was so good because it was several like episodes of figuring out how to fix it. And then a whole like mini quest to go and like make it happen before they ran out of time. So in my opinion, you know, maybe too much hand waving and giving things to them because they wanted to bring the character back. That's fine. At least there were stakes and everyone felt the fear of the not coming back. You know, love stakes. Mm Got to have that fear stake. Right. Uh, Kat, I know. Have you had a character die in any of our home games? Um, yeah. Remember? Owen got his throat ripped out because he chose to stay it, instead of abandon his it, friend. It didn't stick. Don't he, worry. Okay, it didn't. <laughs> possessed. He did not stay. He was possessed. Yeah, he was, he was, uh, no, he was dominated. No, no, no. He had a chance beforehand to have left with... No, before he was dominated, he had a chance to leave with his shadow slide. And I... Uh, and I consciously made the decision Owen will not leave with his shadow movement no matter what. He's not going to leave, especially after and after Dougal. The round after you were dominated, we left. Yeah, yeah. they left him. <laughs> um, but no, honestly, I've not really dealt with character death. I'm kind of careful with my characters. Mm-hmm. So, um, Biscuse, Biscuse, you lost... A very important. I was going to say, I lost Big Kitty. Big Kitty. I'm not. I was. I was leading up to, (laughs) but my most my most painful character death was Big Kitty. Uh, my my uh, druid's, druid's companion, companion oh, who basically acted as a camp. character in that campaign, and that that hurt was, more than losing a character. It was oh. the rudest death it too, because not only did Big Kitty die, Big Kitty immediately got raised by I the know, necromancer that we were fighting as a skeleton, and made you fight them, and as made a me fight my own dead corpse and of we a couldn't companion. Even bring him back because exactly he got brought back as an undead. Beautiful. Listen, I don't like to be mean to my players. I, I was leading up to that you've always had a hunger but for man you hate animal oh, companions i hate animal companions but then again i wouldn't have done that mm. if i hadn't been playing a very very specifically norgabarite cleric mm-hmm. who likes to raise dead but uh yeah it was partially because i was i lived somewhat vicariously uh-huh. i've always wanted to have a giant cat that follows me around so but now uh, you've got a big elephant. It's okay. Big we had, Kitty was special to me. We had a fun druid side quest to get you into mm-hmm. animal. Oh, companion. but that was really cool. The stakes that you gave it was I lost mine, but we turned it into like a role play moment, which I thought was really cool for the character and the party as a whole. That was oh, yeah. one of the biggest losses that your druid had ever faced, right? Other than their parent, yeah. But the parents are dead. One of them. One, one of them. them. Oh, the father. That was part of the backstory. No, the yeah. mom was dead. The mom is dead. The father is missing an arm. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Oh, character deaths are great. They really character are. deaths they really do be. build in they, something. They can be. It is a miracle okay. to me. I know that you're talking about me. No, I'm talking about Drender. Yeah. Okay. Drender okay. was Drender was a special case. Drender had the funniest fucking deaths. <laughs> the first time he he got a little bit rambunctious whilst we were looting something. Uh, Went one room shockingly too far. enough, that was a Jacob character. Who would have uh, thought yeah. looting an extra room too far would have caused... Uh, you know, uh, no, Jacob no, no. lives out his internal there, greed in his character. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that one was, yeah. that was an example of greed actually and, uh, really biting us in the butt. And yeah. he got kidnapped by ogres. They were just going to kill him, but my character, Larry Ann, went back for him, and we found him with his arms, yeah, his, hands, yeah, his hands were cut off. this real quick? Yes. Nothing has changed. Nope. You remember what we did last Lessons episode were not learned. with the snake? All those nothing has changed. <laughs> Lessons were do- not oh, learned. by the by, audience, we learned that there was nothing of value in that No. Room. Yeah. <laughs> no. no. But the chance for there to be value was enough for Jacob. Oh, man. But yes. I need I need to tell them about the death. Oh, his his yes. main Drinder's actual goodbye forever death. Both actually. Uh, goodbye first for time now. he died was because he had no hands and we were going to resurrect him. <laughs> he raised his little stumps up at my gunslinger and said draw and she well <laughs> just did it. Yeah. We didn't have what is it the spell that lets you regener- regenerate. So we killed him and reincarnate. Reincarnate was so much less expensive because I had the spell. about treating character death frivolously. <laughs> and the thing is we fa- we faced oh. this with a lot of like character interaction. We made it count. And he dealt with the fact that he was not a half-orc anymore, that he was a human 
the Ooh. entire time up until his actual death, wherein he was ganked by a bunch of shadows. Yeah, but to yep. be fair, and Mr. His, Ten Strength oh, Gender. While you did oh, actually die, we didn't really, it, we didn't treat it 100% as actual character death, more yeah, as we, we don't have access to regenerate and you need your hands. Oh, the first time, yeah. First yeah. time. The oh, second yeah. time was second you're time dead forever. Dead. Yeah. Yeah. But I think we made up for it somewhat <laughs> with the the way Drinder had to react to being an entirely different being. Yes. Yeah. It had weight to it. Oh, the oh. second time though, there was this room full. Oh. There was a room that was pitch black. I think it wasn't deeper darkness, shadows. but it had shadows in it. So they had hella stealth and like one yeah. or two greater shadows. There was mm-hmm. one greater, one shadow. greater shadow. And Drender didn't have hardly any strength because Jacob 10. dumped the hell. Out. Yeah. No, I thought you had less than ten. Oh, he might have had eight. Yeah, you dumped the hell out of your oh, strength. Oh yeah, or did. that was because. You lost that whenever you became not a half orc. No, no, no. It was always dumped strength. Yeah. Always dumped strength. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so the shadows go in Pathfinder 1E deal strength damage. They don't actually deal yep. physical, like normal damage. I think oh. they can. No. No, they don't. They only deal strength only. damage. Really? Strength. Yep. I remember from Owen's shadow. And uh, so it's only strength damage. And if you die, you're rather... It, normally, if your strength score gets taken to zero in Pathfinder 1E, you're just immobilized. Like out of the fight but if shadows take your strength to zero very specifically you die and you become a shadow in like a few rounds yep. or uh-huh. whatever and uh, it worked out that like you were killing most of the shadows but like one was you drender got hit once and one was able to like get in your range the greater shadow came up to drender hit drender drender did not die but, drender threw he hit a critical uh-huh. on this thing with his most powerful attack. And it was like two HP from And it death. didn't die, and it finished him off the next round. Yeah. Yep. I, I, I laid it all out. I was like, this is how many hit points I have. It's you, you like, you have to roll this much damage, and there was a chance you could kill it. Yeah. But no one else like was going to act before it, and yep. then you didn't kill it. And so it just kind of, we played it as like this silent moment. Whoof, thing hits you, and you and- die. And then we knew that he was going to be raised as a shadow. Yep. However, it would not have been under the effect, of, under the control of its killer, because we killed the shadow directly after. So it was Lyrian, my character, and the NPC that we kind of absconded with, Great. just waiting for, waiting for the shadow to rise, and we offed him. Oh, you beat the hell out of Drendra's dead shadow. Oh, yeah. Uh, I yeah. genuinely is, don't remember what that my character was up to. Oh, you were there. You were you mourning, were I think. Yeah. I don't think you wanted to watch. You didn't have a lot you could do against incorporeal stuff. You had already used up a lot of your spells. That was probably it right there. That was the, that's the death that has hurt me the most. If not my only character. I think so. Well, what baffles me though, (laughs) circling back is none of, we haven't had any real character death on the show after like a year and a half of running. Yeah. We have to be prepared though. Yeah. I'm talking about, we're never going to (laughs) die. Live forever. I mean, we've had close calls in season one. No one's going to die in this adventure path. Nug came a little close in season two. Nug came heckin' close. (laughs) And then this adventure path, We've had two people down. I think the Rust monster, Rustus, was the closest we got to a party wipeout. But you also um, had Gomak. I would dare to say that it was the the little Clockwork Brewers. Clockwork they also brewers kicked our rough. asses pretty hard. Um, yeah. And uh, this guy, Glaz, that you just Glaz fought. Glaz was terrifying. Yeah. You could have very easily got wiped out by oh, him. We yeah. were prepared to die. At least I was. I was. Oh, I was totally <laughs> thinking, what am I going to do if Alonzo dies? Because, uh, <laughs> yeah. Oh, boy. Well, speaking of getting ready to die, centuries before the Starstone was raised, the Wizard Kings, Nex and Geb, warred with one another, scarring the land between them into a devastated, unstable magic wasteland. wasteland. From the glowing ashes of the mana wastes arose Alkenstar, the city of smog, a metropolis of airships, skyscrapers, factories, and clock. Clockwork wonders. wonders. To the world, Alkenstar is the pinnacle of innovation and determination in the face of insurmountable odds. On its streets, life in Alkenstar is a nonstop race to stay ahead of the competition. And it is here that a desperate group, hungry for revenge, living on the edge of the law, hunts for the ones who cast them out. They are the outlaws of Alkenstar. 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 Stop. Alpha, just stop. Stars. Mm. Stars. 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 Odds. Well, 
Uh, let's get into this death here. Uh, whenever we last left our, our crew of outlaws. <laughs> hey, now. Hey, oh, now. actually, before we get into the death. Oh? Um, yes. Oh. It's a it's a episode divisible by four. Oh, so it is. Everyone has one hero point. Uh, reset your hero points back to one. Remember, bottle caps are separate. And in fact, I'm going to say, because of the incredible teamwork fighting Glass. Oh. Everyone get a bottle cap. <laughs> yeah. There is a cap of two. I don't know. If it does, up, up, the cap already. of two probably does not apply to me. Probably so not. I'm not going to end up with that many. I haven't handed out that many. So now that we got our ball caps out of the way, when we last left you guys, you had found out some important information from uh, Glaz, the leader of, uh, of the powder keg punks. Uh, Glass Brick Blaster Nix Bricks, I think was his full title. Brick Blaster? Yeah, th- haven't we talked about that before? I don't know, but I love it. Uh, you found out that he had been working for some sort of shady person called Shoma Lyserius. Uh, normally had been uh, getting him some things and they wrote, got paid in uh, like Alchemist's Fire and Gunpowder. And apparently bottled lightning. And apparently bottled lightning. But this time they were asked for a bigger job to go get Gattleby. Uh, he called Shoma Lyserius an egghead, if you remember. <laughs> a nerd. Yeah, a dweeb, I believe. Um, Dork. And, Dorks. Uh, you were able to get his like address, basically. You went back to the Barrel and Bullet Saloon, but not before spending like two hours trying to open a stupid Snake door. Pit. I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, for treasure, only to find that it was Bitey's den. Uh, Bitey being the very big snake. Why did he open that door when we were fighting him? That's a good question. It's because Bitey is his little baby. But I, I have a real answer for that, but you're not going to like it, so I'm not going to say it. Let, why? Do you want the real answer? Yes, because we couldn't have handled it. It would have killed us? I mean, yeah, it would have killed the hell out of you. Okay. Okay. Basically, all right. Basically, the way it works. You have to if you want to save it. The way it would have worked is if you would come in there to talk to him and not fight, he would have said, fight my snake and we can talk. Oh. That's stupid. We had a peaceful option? Yeah, but you didn't exercise it. I didn't attack you, if you remember right. You started pulling their alchemist fire whenever they came to grab you. Why? I was going to transition to that, but you didn't let me. You started a fight. Okay, so. all right, all That's right. fair. Oh, no, we want to fight. And yes, technically, if we're being real, the reason it's locked as hell and you're not supposed to be able to get into it is Dangerous. you're not supposed to know it exists because if they know it exists, it doesn't make any sense why he wouldn't just let the snake in. And to be fair, the snake would also attack him probably. Oh, okay. So Because mm. all of them are like supposed to be on the catwalks. And he's up on that throne, so if the snake comes in, huh. not in immediate danger. Oh, right. Solid answer. That yeah. explains the catwalks. Um, but after getting frightened by Bidey, you also saw uh, wanted posters for yourselves being put up in the mm-hmm. Ferris Quarter. You went back to the Baron Bullet Saloon and updated Phoebe on your progress, and then made a plan to go uh, scope out this place where Shoma Lyserius is supposed to be hiding out. Uh, however, on your way down to Hellside, uh, you were going back down to switchback roads and scaffolding uh, that makes up Hellside on the side of this cliff uh, next to Alcan Falls that, on the Ostradi River that runs through the city. As you're going down, Chester had a tickle in his mind <laughs> whenever he started thinking about Shoma Lyserius, and uh, Alonzo, very paranoid for snakes uh, with his new phobia, was keeping a sharp eye out <laughs> um, and noticed this hooded figure uh, with like no face, but sort of like an ender pearl, stealing a term from Minecraft, mm-hmm. like wrapped in teeth where a face and head should be. Um, and you heard a whisper in your head, Shoma, Chester, as he started approaching you. You were deciding Chester. what to do. You started trying to God. run. And he First Chester was married to that knoll. <laughs> now Chester's married to Shoma. Chester gets around. God. Uh, but he <laughs> threw his hand forward and a wall of stone appeared out of nowhere in front Earth of you. Bender. Blocking your way down towards Hellside. Oh shit. It's tough. This is a uh, kinesis? Yeah. It, uh, it's uh, Earth Ganassi. An Earth Ganassi? Genesis. Why does he look like that? You know, a Janaikin. Yeah, a Janaikin. So I got an important question for all of you. As this stone wall comes up in front of you and this figure moves forward, the people looking around confused like, what's happening? Seeing this, him coming towards your group. What do you guys do? 
do the guards patrol here? Yes. Are there any on site right now? No. But mm-hmm. shield marshals do run through here. Although, they'll be just as likely to go after you as yeah, this other I'm, guy. Yeah, I'm afraid to draw yeah. attention to us. Are we ourselves or are we disguised? I'm myself. I am myself right now. We just kind of like, yeah, you know, you cloak today, or hood over. Caps earlier today. Yeah. 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 All right, do we run? Do we fight? Do we run? Do we fight? We run. This thing looks terrifying. Well, let's go! All right, you're going to go, uh, but this wall is in your way. What are you going to do? Go around it. Can we get a wall with athletics? If we're going to run, why don't we transition to a little thing <gasps> I like to call... Chase! The chase mechanics. Yes! Chase mechanics. We don't have points this time, but that's okay. Oh, it's wheel day. Maybe it'll be okay. Well, we don't know yet. Okay. Around, round, round, get around. I got around. I get around, round, round. I just keep oh, hearing right. Scooby Doo chase scene music in my head. Yeah, well. All right, so. Yellow submarine. This horrible looking figure starts running towards you. The wall comes up and you need to run that direction. Otherwise you're running towards him. I need all of you to make a will save Uh-oh. for this oh, first sh- obstacle. Yeah, balls. Uh-oh. I got a 16. 16 total? <laughs> Eight on the die. Crap on a cracker. 16 total. 15 total. Nat seven. Ooh. There was a 17 on the die. Maybe I should roll Ooh. a different die. Was it will save? Will save. What's your total? 24. 24? Yeah. That is enough. Uh, Psykir, you see this wall, but you know for a fact. Yeah? This is some magic bullshit. And you run right through it ah! and interact with it. The hell? And that gives you one chase point, which is all you need to overcome this obstacle. <laughs> <laughs> It's an illusionist. <laughs> so all of you see Psyche here just kind of swoop right through the wall, and you're like, oh. I follow. I'm going to say, yeah. this is a thing. You can't now. do it. And you run through the illusory wall. As you run through the illusory wall, several people have stopped to stare at the stone wall that suddenly appeared and are crowding into the narrow boardwalk. Some with mouths agape. As you run through into this, you see this crowd of gawkers looking at this ridiculous stone wall that's popped up in front of you. How are you going to overcome this? Throw a bomb into the middle of the crowd. Acrobatics. No, no, I am clearly joking. I want to... I want to play it off like, nothing to see here, nothing to see here. Isn't this a wonderful magic trick? Okay. With deception. Uh, acrobatics, you said, Alonso? I just want to, like, straight up, like, slide underneath somebody's feet through the crowd and get out of there. Are you trying to diplomacy, Psykir? Yes. Uh, all right. You can also intimidate, but diplomacy will work. I'd rather diplomacy. Uh, Chester, what are you going to do? I understand the people and the systems that make civilization run. So I'm going to use society to... Would you like to roll acrobatics? No. 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 I mean, that's just as good as my stealth or anything else, really. Is it zero? No, it's seven. Okay, solid. It's not the worst, but it's not great. Society, don't even try. All right, so everyone roll for me, and we'll go around. Ooh. Drow, what'd you get? 23. Uh, 23, that'll pass. 13. 13. That'll pass. Oh. Oh. Nice. Wait, um, good. 13 total? Yeah. Sorry, I heard 23. No, 13. <laughs> no, that'll fail. Oh. Uh, Alonzo, sorry. Hmm. Natty, 16 for a 26. 26. Solid. So can I straight up slide between legs, like I said? Absolutely. Yes. Looking up skirts. No, okay. no, more like, more like the cool. A deviant. Ugh. Well, what will <laughs> I say? Uh, girlfriend. <laughs> He's not gotten to propose. Yeah. What will girlfriend say? All right, so, uh... Psykir and Alonzo work through just fine, but you're one chase point short because Chester just had a hard time and didn't work through the crowd. And we get to go again. Uh, you get, uh, let's see here. One more. It's too late for a bottle cap. Yeah, it's too late. Um, it'll go around to this guy's turn, and he walks right through the illusory wall. Uh, and it's fun fact. Did he make his will soon? He cast a spell. Um, As As soon as he walks through, through, I suck him. (laughs) You see people throwing stuff at him, like, boo! And he takes a certain amount of damage. What? Uh, Because I set it up as, as look at this wonderful magic thing? No, it's because he looks like an evil demon. Yeah, because he looks like a demon! Yeah, because he's terrifying. Roll another acrobatics check for me. Okay. 
Why would they boo allow a me, demon? Allow me to make an argument. Mm-hmm. We are on this like city-styled scaffolding. Uh-huh. Scaffolding is covered with ropes and whatnot. Could I have uh, Chester crafting check to follow a rope to grab it and to swing like you around could, the crowd? But that would be another acrobatics check. I hate this for you. I'm so sorry, babe. <laughs> <laughs> Jacob looks so done with me. 15. That's going to be a fail. Well, what about them? Well, what happens, Oh no, dear listeners, is the oh, shortest no. chase scene in the history no! of the show. No! As uh, they were able to make it through the crowd, uh, Alonzo and Psyche were able to make it through, but this <laughs> thing catches up to Chester. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. The crowd starts moving out of the way, and I'm assuming you guys are going to go back to help Chester. Yeah. Keep throwing stuff at it. <laughs> Come on. We are instead, in, instead of do going to the next obstacle. Do you want to do a diplomacy obstacle, thing? We're going to go to a little thing I like to call initiative. initiative. Oh, no. What does? All right. Man, you guys crushed the first chase scene so well. You poor, poor things. Even I did, and I've been rolling Uh, terribly. 11. This is perception, right? This is a perception for initiative, yeah. I'll say, Alonzo, because you made the thing, if you want to roll stealth for initiative, I will allow it. Oh. Because I I literally got it out past the crowd, so I could be considered hiding. Oh, well. Oh, yes. I rolled stealth for initiative. Bark. Cool. Solid. Which means I just look at my stealth roll. Uh, yes. Okay. Let me put you guys. I'm going to reuse the bridge map here. Put oh, you guys not on this it. guy. Boo, you whore. Boo. Oh, I love this map. Ooh. I hate this man. <laughs> Eyeball spooky. Uh, arrange yourselves on the map, if you would. I imagine that we'd probably be a little bit back. You and I, Psykir. Yeah. Chester, get back in the fight. <laughs> You stupid. <laughs> <laughs> Jacob's just like, get out of Dodge. I ask you to arrange yourself, and Jacob just starts backing up. <laughs> oh, you stupid. Okay, I'm going to put you all into combat state. All right, let's go. I'm going to die. Bye. I don't want to die. Whew. Good thing I got a decent initiative. All right, so give me some initiative scores. Psych here, what'd you get total? Thank God I didn't move my dice. Um, I rolled an 11 plus 8, so 19. 19, solid, solid. Chester rolled initiative, Williams. 15 plus 8, 23. Love that, love that for you. Like we're doing Meth Olympiad stuff. Uh, Alonzo, 10 <laughs> rivet. We're adding two numbers. That's math. 26 with a natty 15. Whoa! Oh, man. I'm so thrilled. That, that, that could have hurt. That, <laughs> We're so sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm Are not. You? <laughs> so fun hey, fact. audience. Audience, make sure you turn up the volume real quick. Oh. Ah! Oh. Anyway. <laughs> oh, no. We're going to slowly wear away at Derek's spite to continue the podcast. <laughs> just like. I just ignore you, honestly. Oh, my God. Uh, okay, so. Remember, this podcast is powered by Spite, so you can fuel me. Um, Don't forget, if you get to go before it does, it's flat-footed. I know. On that note. I fully intend for that. Unfortunately, it goes first with an initiative score of very much. Oh, I I tried. You were very close, but it's going to go before you, Alonzo. What do you want to do, my guy? (laughs) It would like Mm -mm. to run away. I don't know if anything I could have done was going to stop it. Are pelting it for it is but an evil creature. Could I, uh, while we were doing that chase scene, could I have thought about what this thing is? Oh, do you guys want to try recalling it? Well, you can do it on your turn as an action. Let's say now it would be an action. Yeah. Um, you didn't see it before now, unfortunately. Oh, what yeah. What the fuck do you mean? You, you, you failed your perception check, it I think. It threw off its hood. Oh, it did, though. Too late. <laughs> and off the chest piece. I don't think it's going to help you much. Woof. Well, we know it's... Well, okay, our characters wouldn't know this, but we know it's religion, which means it's probably undead. I don't think that thing could live, my guy. I mean, planar creatures look weird all the time. Uh, oh, I don't know what I want to do with you, my guy. You want to run away? You know what? He's going to look at Chester, like, literally. He's going to look at you. He's going to spend two actions oh. to do a thing 
called Cursed Gaze. No! I need you to make a will save, Chester. Come on, Chester. Shit! Stop making me do will saves. You have a bottle this, cap if you wish. This sounds like when you played a barbarian in our Rise of the Rune Lords game. <laughs> Stop making me do will saves. <laughs> I'll never forget, Jacob's Barbarian had a trouble with being controlled by enemies with charm and dominate. <laughs> and our party cleric sor- solved this by also... Oh, countered counter-dominating? Counter-charming and counter-dominating. Um, oh, no. Hang on. I need to actually interject with what this was. Uh, they cast, like, charm to befriend his character. So I cast a spell that made it so he attacks his closest friend. He was down in a pit <laughs> with that thing. And he fucking killed it. That was uh, great. That, that was, was great. the best. Uh, that was, keep in mind, after I fed it a health potion because it was now my friend. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Oh, uh, that was so good. That was so fucking frustrating. Fuck How'd you, you roll? I'm gonna spend a bottle cap. Oh my god, no. I have two of them, so... No, uh, that bad already? I'm going to roll. I, I mean, it's a two-action will save. I don't trust this. So first one, five on the die. Oh, no. Second one, ten. Ten total? No, not total. Oh, thank God. Uh, it's not going to be great. Eighteen total. Uh, okay. That's a mm. failure. Go! But, but at least it's not a critical only failure. A, failure. Oh. a critical failure would have been not great for you. Heckin' bad. I'm going to roll this on the foundry thing here. You're going to take... Oh, it's oh, only shit. damage. Okay. Uh, well, oh, that's not 13 bad. points of mental damage. It's only mental oh. damage. We're fine. In mental damage. Chester, mentally damaged Williams. You are also going to become <laughs> frightened, too. Oh, that's not great. That's less fantastic. Good. Uh, frightened to, I can drag it from the monster stat block onto your character. This is the coolest thing. <laughs> and you're also going to be stunned one. Oh, yeah. So to recap, stunned, you've become senseless. You can't act while stunned. Stunned usually includes a value, which tells you how many total actions you lose. Uh, how many total actions you lose, possibly over multiple turns from being stunned. So each time you regain actions, such as at the start of your turn, reduce the number you regain by your stunned value, and then reduce your stunned oh. value by the number of actions you lost. So I just lose actions then? Yep. Okay, that's not great, so but basically, great, you're better going than not being able to, to lose one action on your first turn, and that'll be it. All right. Uh, and you're not, it doesn't have a time thing, so. Oh, actually, you know what? I, I apologize. You become frightened two or stunned one. I didn't uh, read both of them. Uh, I'm just going to have you be stunned. Jacob's a little salty about that. I misread that. My apologies. There we go. Take away the frightened. Uh, That's two actions. It's going to spend its next action to get into what I would call your grill. Mm. Uh, That's going to be its turn. Uh, It's now going to be Alonzo's turn with a 26. What do you want to do, Alonzo? Um, I'm assuming we did. I, I didn't have a weapon drawn because I was not. trying to get out of there. Yeah, I'm going to draw and move. Okay. One, two. Can I flank with Chester? No, he's stunned. He can't do anything. Oh no, he's stunned. Doesn't keep you from flanking, but Chester yeah. doesn't Three. have a weapon out. He doesn't have a weapon. That's what's going to keep you from flanking Four. right now. Well, I mean, the thing is, though, at least I can get in position and try Chester, to set it up, Chester right? Can throw yeah. hands. So you drew your weapon, you moved, and now, and you're now going I can to attack. attack. Okay. Rapier. If it wasn't obvious, ah, <laughs> oh, I doubt I'm going to hit. Um, that is a 19. That will hit exactly. Whoa. Hey. Okay, well then this isn't going to be hard for me to hit. Good. Um I'm just salty I couldn't get before it go before him. That is 6 damage piercing. 6 damage piercing. And All if right. it matters, I have a plus 1 rapier now. So Good to know. Good to know. All right, that's your turn. Chester is stunned. Williams on account of how he's stunned, you lose an action. What do you want to do? Well, at least now I get to check stunned off because it's gone now. Yeah, but you only have two, two actions. actions. I'm... Devise a stratagem. <laughs> no. I'm Chester. Actually. Chester. Get out of Chester. Dodge. No, Chester is going to he tap, 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 shake, 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 glug, glug, glug. And he's going to slap, drink slap, slap, with slap, slap, clap, slap, 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 clap, 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 with two actions, a Draken Heart Mutagen 
moderate. Solid uh, call. Good call, good call. That'll be your turn. Two action, Williams. Uh, Psych here, the two action observer. What do you mean? You saw him do two actions. You observed it, so you know. Solid, 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 solid. It's okay. True. Um, he hurt my mind. <laughs> okay. I'm going to guess that this is. <laughs> this is. <laughs> is it undead? Uh, you can roll a religion check if you want to spend one action to recall knowledge. Um. Exactly. <laughs> yes. All Fine. Right. Roll a religion uh, check. That'll be one action. Oof. It could be a valuable check, though. Oh. Woo, that's a seven. <laughs> uh, Yikes. Never mind. Plus, Plus six. Thirteen. Oh, yeah, no. 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 Got no okay. idea. Could be undead. All right, I'm going to... Breast assumptions. Assump, assump, assump. Joke done. <laughs> okay, the thing is, me making this assumption is me casting heal. Oh. Yeah, do it. Yeah, if it's not... <laughs> Yeah, do it. Oh, what could possibly actually? Oh, wait. It actually, has taken actually, damage. Actually, though. actually, actually, pause. Oh. I need you to roll a flat oh, check. Yeah. Oh yeah, you're right. Because of combat. <laughs> That's slow roll. <laughs> Your eyes say this is bad. Okay. Okay. What'd you do? What? Fifteen. Which 15. means instead of instead of that, I'm going to. You get a spell back. Yeah, I'm going to say move. Oh, oh. <laughs> oh no, it's the Kamehameha. Yeah. Are you filled up on first level spells? Because uh, don't we roll to determine which spell level comes back? Oh. Right now I only have uh, second level spells that are spent. Okay, there you go. Second level spell then. Uh, me. Yeah, for the uh, audience, I did a little hand twirly thing. Like I was getting, you know, the the palms facing forward. Right. Circling okay. them around, that kind of thing. So you're going to charge your laser. Got it. Yes. All right, that's and I'm your... going to spend those two actions. And we have to get out. Um. I mean. So. Yeah. If I spend three actions. Oh, no. Oh, uh, yeah, because you can't do three, two full turns, can you? You'd have to, it takes some time. Yeah, this is fine. Are you just going to do the whole, we're going to spend a whole episode of you charging this attack. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to be like, how worried about this thing are we? Spirit right. bomb. Well, two actions down. Uh, it is now its turn. Two out of six. Oh, great. Great. Now um, it's going to do an area of attack away from itself. And shove us with his mind power. Uh, it is instead... <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna attack Show Chester. What? <laughs> yeah, it's going after Chester. Leave me alone. It's gonna it hit knows. you with the strike. I'm gonna roll this in Foundry real quick. Don't need to do that. Actually, you know what? Big Red. Big Red die. No, roll Clifford it in Foundry. Roll it in Foundry. Let us see. Oh, well, you might be happy. I rolled it in here because I got a natural seven. Oh. Okay, that's a good chance. For a total of 21. You actually miss. I miss? Because, because I of the Draken Heart thing. My AC is 22 right now. Yeah. Oh my goodness. That potion. Mutagen. Clutch. Wow. The mutagen. He's going to turn around and he's going to hit Alonzo. Nimble dodge. <laughs> uh, nimble dodge. <laughs> uh, well, well I, natural 13 on an agile attack. He's uh -oh. going to make that a 23. It's... Wait. Oh, boy. My nimble dodge puts me at AC 22, Jacob. Oh. Oh. Well, you're going to take my AC some damage here. Oh, it's because I've got the Drakenheart yeah, thing he, checked on right now. You're going to take a total of 12 points of damage. That's going to be uh, uh, part of that slashing and part of that is evil. Oh. Oh. Not that it really matters for evil. you. Damage is damage. Look at those fun tags on that thing. Uh, and then... It's going to cease. Mm, there's nothing I can do about Psyche's laser, so I'm just going to stay put and take another swing at Chester here. Stop that! Stop it! Minus 10. No, minus 8. No, it's going to be yeah, minus 8 because Agile, so that'll be plus 6 total. Natural 17. You! 23. You oh God. are a horrible person. You stop this. <laughs> you. Yes, you hit, of course. Don't double check. 14 minus 8 is 6. Plus yes. 17 is yes, 23. Yes, you're right. It's 23. All right, mm -hmm. Chester, you're going to take a total of 12 oh, thank points God. of sl oh uh, my slashing God. and evil Ow. damage. 12 Why points that total. Much? Uh, and Plus that's, 
five? Yeah, D6 plus five slashing, and then D6 evil. Evil. I mean, this thing is totally evil. We don't need a roll to know that. Guys, Chester's going down if we don't do something. I'm going down. I'm yelling, Chester. I tried my best. (laughs) I know, I I know. Uh, Alonzo, it is your turn. You are not flanking because Chester still doesn't have a weapon out. Okay. Then I am going to attempt something really dumb. Do it. Tumble and through. I am going to try to tumble through. Yay! I can do it as a move. All right. And my bracelet gives me a slightly better check. I'm just making sure uh, that it doesn't. <clears throat> Are you tumble, trying to. Tumble through right there. Go right there. No, if it, it doesn't matter. Don't be in the line. Laser beam. I was going to try to attempt to get. Psychir can move. No, no, no. It's, he's going to tumble through onto where in front of Psychir. Okay. Oh, I see what you mean. It doesn't matter. Well, and I mean, I can go over here and do that. Okay. Okay. (laughs) Take a step to the side and roll through. Yeah. Acrobatics. Reflex DC for me, right? Yep. Okay. Come on, die. Come on, die. Come on, die. It's going to be a 15. I rolled a natty five. quite good enough, It was my best chance. I have no reactions to speak of, so nothing happens. I'm just going to try to attack now. All right, go ahead and do that. If I could get him flat-footed, I could do some damage. Okay, that's a little better. How about a 21 to hit? That'll hit. Oh, thank goodness. Roll your it's damage. not much, but I'll chip away while I can. Oh, max damage for um 10 damage. Okay, pretty and good. And again, I have a plus one rapier if that matters. Does it uh, seem like it all goes through? It does all go through. Ooh. Uh, Chester Williams is his turn. Uh, Chester, a.k.a. Williams, is gonna... A.k.a. Step. Yeah, he's gonna go. He's gonna take a move action. Go one, two, <laughs> two very far away, three. <laughs> Chester, back the hill up, Williams. How far is that? I can't. Twenty, actually, 20 feet. feet. That's perfect. And then Chester's gonna pull out a bomb. <laughs> one of my numerous, numerous bombs. Uh, let me say, I pull out a moderate bottled lightning. Moderate bottled lightning. And I was I'm, gonna say, oh, please do the lightning. Go to throw it at Beastie. Okay. Will that hit me, the Beastie boy? If I hit it, you'll get splash damage. Okay, just checking. I'm, I'm pretty sorry. hurt too. I, I'm sorry. I can only do my damage up close. Listen, listen. Cat's playing a rogue. It is their job to be in the splash zone of a sorcerer. Yeah, or an unfortunately, alchemist. it is. Okay. Nothing has changed. So fifteen plus Ugh. ten, twenty-five. That'll hit. Cat. Right. Do you remember right after Owen had switched something that lost him his uncanny dodge? Yeah. Oh and, no. Uh, yeah. The fireball. Yeah, I remember yes. this. I'm, oh, yes. I, I still feel salty about that. This is other that rogue. Was Owen. The silliest fucking got thing. Got caught in so much splash damage. Yep. Rogues need to be up close and personal. That is nine electricity damage. Okay. No, wait, hold on. Before I before I do this, I have my device stratagem turned on. Let me turn that off. Would a twenty-three oh still God. hit? Yes. Okay, then it still hits. So that's gonna be nine electricity damage, and it's flat-footed. You take okay. two. Two? Yeah. Oh, I can handle two. All right. It's flat-footed. How long does it stay flat-footed? Until my next turn. Okay, this is worth the two damage. You'll get one go at it, at least. Uh, Okay, flat-footed. There we go. Check it and see. Of course, of course. Um, That is Chester Williams' turn. It is now Psykir's turn. And I'm still powering it up. Deep. Now you are five actions deep. Ah! 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 Or is it a hiss? Ah! It is just... <laughs> Sound like your cat coming out of the litter box running away. Or is it mechanical in sound? Because it's psychir. I like to think that it's fucking silent. It's just a bunch of hillbilly cussing. <laughs> <laughs> Sound like Yosemite Sam? Oh, Jesus. Light and death. <laughs> Uh, okay. Psyker noises. Um, it is now this guy's turn. I can't control it! Oh, why do I want you to do, my god? I thought you were gonna say, why do I want you to die? Which I would have understood. I don't like this thing. It scares me. You know what? No. Psyker will be yelling to clear the area. I like that. Get out of the way! Yeah, is the crowd still throwing junk at it? Yes, I'm, g- I'm going to address this fucking crowd. What do I want you to do? Do I want you to smack Alonzo or go chase down Chester? 
You know what? We'll just roll for it. Poor Canelo's dose. Let's roll for it. Let's roll for it here. Smack Alonzo, move, smack Chester. No, he needs to stay so I can give him a flat-footed attack. Mm-hmm. He'll be flat-footed regardless. Yeah. Um, He'll be flat-footed and I'm still say move. One to two, smack Alonzo, the rest, Chester on a D6. Uh, that is a three. We're going to Chesterville. The whole time? The, the whole no, time. no smack at, you know, Alonzo at all? He looks at Alonzo, <laughs> and he looks at Chester. And I just Chester, did ten damage to him. You hear yeah. in your head... We ain't got to fight. We can talk. Uh, he's coming for you. Uh, First attack. Natural six. Total of 20. Worst attack over. <laughs> he did move. He's only got one more left. <laughs> Are you guys okay? <laughs> I thought I was the one who was struggling today. As Jacob's coughing. Drow, you're gargling. It looks like you spilled something all over you. <laughs> You've got water happened? dripping from your chin. <laughs> what happened? I think it was my... We, <laughs> we, yeah, we both cheered. You did suck it. You started coughing. I went... Oh, how come all of our enemies have plus 14 to hit? And we're over here stuck with plus 10. Suck it. <laughs> you can't argue with that. All right, so <laughs> this first attack failed. So second attack here. Also failed. Mm-hmm. Natural five. Huh? Yes. Total of 15. Miss. Uh, eats. Uh, huh. Consume. Prilosec. <laughs> Consume Prilosec. Uh, okay. Suck it. Suck it. Uh, that's going to be its turn. Uh, Alonzo, it is now your turn. I'm going to move up. Okay. And attack. All right, it is flat-footed to your attacks. Please roll good. Please roll good. I'm half tempted to use my bottle cap to get a good roll in. You can use your bottle cap to just re-roll it if you don't hear the result, right? That's the way hero points work. That's hero points. We have hero points and bottle caps. Yeah, bottle caps are just hero points that don't go away. Oh, really? Yeah, that's what we said. Oh, okay. I thought we'd treat them like move on. Problem is, I I want. what if I want the first result? Just go with it. It, it, bottle you caps work roll like first, hero points. Decide. Yeah. I'm rolling it. Bottle cap? Yep. Okay. Solid, solid. Ah! I was on a 16 and it moved. <sighs> it doesn't matter. Um, it's flat footed. 16. Total? Yeah. Uh, just barely a miss. Ah! I told you. Second oh. attack? Yep, I got another attack, but my bonus is way lower. I'm just going to say I spent my hero point. Here, use this. That's fine. No, this die is the one that's rolled good before me tonight. Okay, that's a natty 14, making that a 19 to that's hit. That's a hit. Oh. Solid, so, solid, solid. Damage with sneak attack. Yep. So I get 1d6 plus 4, and then my sneak attack of 1d8. No, sneak attack isn't 1d8. That's deadly. 1D6. Sneak attack is 1d6. Yep. Nine damage. Nine damage total with that with your sneak attack? Yeah, I did rolled a natty 1. On both? On one of the two. So uh, it's one plus four, which is five, uh, plus, plus the other one. four. I gotcha. Mm. I gotcha. I rolled better on my max attack than I did on a sneak attack. Oh, he's he's feeling it. He's feeling the he's feeling the Alonzo. 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 I moved and attacked twice, so I'm done. That is your turn. You is correct. It's a good thing I used that hero point though. I had originally rolled a three. It is now Psyche's turn. You are five actions in. All right. I am going to spend one action to take a step forward. Okay. And I'm going to level both of my open palms at this thing. Uh-oh. And unleash. Uh-oh. And this is a, a line effect? This is a line. However, he is at the edge, so I'm going to say that it goes into nothingness. Okay. So what do I roll? A DC 19 reflex save. Reflex save. All right. I got pretty good reflex. Oh, flat-footed doesn't help you out. Sad day. It's Okay. Oh, wait, Alonzo just went. Technically, it's Chester's turn. Oh. Do we want to just let Psycure go? Will it affect what you're doing at all? Not really. Okay. Oh, man. What'd you roll? <sighs> a natural 20. Rolled a natural 3. Hey! Total of 13. Ooh. Failure. That's a failure. That's a failure by 6. Uh, it's, yeah. It doesn't matter for... Uh, it's not a critical failure. So you take 84. 8d4? You want to roll that in Foundry? Yep. We'll say Chester delayed. Okay. That's fine. 
Chester could tell that Psyche was all riled up. Holy moly. He's Look at all those fours. 26? Yes. Well, I mean, uh, to- Max is 32, so that's a lot of really good rolls. You rolled a lot of fours, Drow. Oh, you can see what they, they rolled. Do, though. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Four, two, four, four, one, four, three, four. Yeah, a lot of fours. <laughs> Holy crap. Hey, 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 consume. <laughs> uh, you unleash your anime attack at this this fiend, and you atomize it. Whenever you let go of your attack and it oh. finishes it, it is not there anymore. It had 26 hit points left. Oh! It is gone. Wow. Dang, you rolled just uh, enough. Amazing. It's not even <laughs> gone and like falling off the edge or anything. It is just gone. And it drops its goods. It has no goods to drop. And that is where we're going to pick up. Really? In our next episode. That was the whole episode? Really? No way. I'm just going to say right there, you guys did it. You solved my fiend puzzle. We win Outlaws of Alkenstar. Holy shit. We beat John Alkenstar. You beat Dr. Lyserius. Still can't believe we actually did it. Stronger than Goku. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Third Gallon Podcast. If you enjoyed it, please consider subscribing, rating, and reviewing us. If you want to see more from us, check out our website, thirdgallon.com, or follow us on Twitter. We are at thirdgallon, that's T-H-I-R-D, gallon. You can also tweet at us using the hashtag thirdgallon, and we are on Instagram, TikTok, and Facebook with the same handle, at thirdgallon. We also publish a video version of the podcast on YouTube, which you can find on our channel, The Third Gallon. Our theme for this season is Delta Rust, composed by Andy Ellison. Our ambience for this episode was composed by Michael Gelfie, and you can find more of his work on his YouTube channel, Michael Gelfie Studios. And you can support his awesome work at patreon.com slash Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you next time. Yeah.